This is the 19, a 19 minute or less podcast that brings you marketing insights aimed at improving lives. Presented by Orange Label, the leading response marketing agency for wellness brands that grow when their customers do. In part two of our podcast with communication strategist Heidi Moon of the Global Wellness Summit and Global Wellness Institute, we're tackling major questions in the wellness marketing space. From what's gone right in the past to what the future of wellness holds. Let's dive in. So we've talked about some very demographics. Who do you believe the primary target demographic is for wellness brands today? So we have the hard care, soft care. You said they're kind of divergent based on income. Who is that? Who's the wellness consumer? It's everyone. And I think that is one of the biggest challenges for wellness brands today, Mm -hmm. because certainly there are some big health club chain that may target people very widely, but I think Mm -hmm. there are very different and specific markets emerging and certainly the older 50 plus population is a huge market. And, and this is something that mm-hmm. we have not figured out how to serve the 70-year-olds, the 80-year-olds, the 90-year-olds that are very vibrant and still having money and still spending money. That is something that we still, as a wellness industry, have to figure out. Another thing that is emerging is the youth market. You know, for ages, mm-hmm. this has been like, must be 16 to come to the spa or must be 18 to work out here without a parent. And I think that that whole segment is is going to evolve in an incredible way in the next five to 10 years. So I think the answer is who is the primary target audience? I would say money-wise, longevity services is mm-hmm. where the investment money is going. Like there has been enormous investment in the United States and all over the world in longevity clinics like a doubling from 2021 to 2022, according to, I think it's Longevity Check Magazine. And it is definitely a demographic to pay attention to. So it's no accident that Lifetime is launching Moira and other people are launching, you know, longevity clinics all over. So I think if you're following the money, that's a good one to watch. And I think the femtech revolution and the feminist revolution of wellness, I They have so much purchasing power in this area. And that's another one to watch again from a monetary standpoint. I think from a societal standpoint, looking at a youth market is a very interesting and emerging opportunity as well. Yeah. So when you talk about youth, so you're saying under 18? Yes. Under 18. Okay. Okay. To me, I think we have been treating a lot of stuff for our youth recently. Right. So mm-hmm. ADHD and behavioral issues and mental wellness, mental health issues, obesity, we're treating a lot of stuff. So where is the prevention for youth? Right. And right. so Such I think a good point. that that is something that we'll be watching in the coming years. Well, I think so. There's the two, the dual demographic there. There's the people, the, the youth, and then there's their parents, right? So Absolutely. It really is. It really is everyone. It really is everyone. So with the rise of digital platforms, how can brands effectively use social media and online communities specifically to promote wellness-focused uh, products and services? Well, I think 
social media is a great way to build community, first of all. So mm-hmm. I think it's hard to talk in general because there's so many. That's why I love marketing for niche things. I think any marketer does. Right. Because <laughs> social media is a dream for niche marketing, right? You can say like, mm-hmm. oh, you like to fish on Fridays in Norway. Like we can build a community <laughs> for that. Right. And I think Facebook had Facebook groups had an ad once that was kind of funny like that for like whatever random interest you might have. But I think the more that you can create some kind of community, even if you have a very widespread brand using social media, I, you know, I'm a lifetime member. I know the art club does local things and lo- local hashtags, and it just connects a handful of us and makes us mm-hmm. you know, feel good in this tiny group, in this big, huge gym. And I think it's possible, you know, around events that you might have or wellness programs is another great way that people are continuing. You know, I think one thing that we haven't talked about yet, but I think people are looking no longer to go for retreats and go be fixed and then come back. They want that continuity. So in wellness Mm -hmm. programming, whether that's at your gym or at your local bar studio or at a spa that you go to, I think you can use social media to continue that group dynamic that they may have experienced abroad. And I think another Mm -hmm. way that social media obviously is hugely helpful is that's a platform where you can create content marketing, right? We talked about authenticity and trust and how important that is. Social media Mm -hmm. is your platform to create that trust and that authentic connection. And it's that top of the funnel, right? Where you say like, oh yeah, well, they told me that. Well, I tried that. that. You know, I did that thing or I found that content interesting. And that's how you can kind of wind them down to make a purchase decision at some point. But, you know, recipes, how-to guides, you know, workout routines, they see people using that so widely. So the real, real question is, I think, not how you can use the social media platforms, but how can you be noticed anymore in a social right. media platform? Because how can you stand out? How can you stand out? You know, that's a you know, people talk a lot about partnering with influencers on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly I think that can help. I do find, you know, the most authentic brand that I see or work with, like this group Sanctum out of Amsterdam, it's a fitness class that they do around the world in different places. And they have such a strong social media presence, not buying a single ad not using any influencers. I think you can really tell those authentic brand, you know, communities. And I think for most brands, having that authentic, real social media following that's truly engaged, that knows your brand, that wants to stay connected with your brand, like that's way more valuable. And then I, you know, I I think social media is a great place too to have that two-way conversation with as much mm-hmm. as you can. I mean, that that is another opportunity. And, you know, it's it's a great marketing channel. I think, you know, I, I love how you can track it. I love how you can, from a marketer standpoint, and it's a great way to develop a community, offer something exclusive to them, you know, kind of keep that value loop going back and forth with, with your organization. So I think social media, Marketing is huge and only growing. It changes all the time. 
So I'm a it fan does. of using a digital marketing agency that knows what all the changes are so I can strategize and not have to keep up right. with all that because it's very hard. But I think that that is your best channel. You know, certain demographics, email still works. But again, we talked about the youth. We talked about, you know, things changing. I think social media is something everyone needs to keep paying attention to. For sure. So what are your predictions for the future? So we talked about 2024 and kind of the evolution in 2023. What about 2025 and beyond? What do you think, where is it going and how can brands prepare for this change and transformation? Gosh, well, I think longevity, that whole thing is here to stay. I have talked a little bit about you know, youth. I, I do think that we are going to see a strong cry for prevention services mm -hmm. with youth. And because, you know, of of that, I think the area, not, and not just because of both the cry for help in the youth market and this aging demographic that is just stressing all of our social systems, changing all of the economics of both industry and government policy, I, I think that we're going to see a wave of wellness diplomacy, influencing mm. wellness policy. And we need to, I think, as we can feel in particular here in the U.S., but in other parts of the world too, I think we're going to see this policy changes as such that the medical prevention wellness areas are not, no longer siloed. I mean, we see some bridges here and there. But I think we need the changes to be upstream to have impact. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, lots of healthcare policies in the U.S. To cover expensive drugs for migrant treatment, but they do not cover nutrition services or acupuncture. But they will keep right. giving you drugs for something. So th those basic things, I think, will see upstream influences change. I think the, the other thing that we'll see, you know, and globally on the youth, yeah, we, we had an interesting speaker last year, Sophie Howe. She was the first commissioner for future generations in the small country of Wales in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see the wellness industry really partner more deeply with the climate change mitigation effort. Yeah, you know, we talked about climate adaptive wellness trend and how that's affecting architecture and design and tourism and all that. But I think we'll see even tighter integration with that. And then we'll continue to see AI and technology really be embraced by the wellness industry. And I think for a while, wellness was like, but don't leave your cell phones at the door and no technology. You know, I think, uh -huh. I think we're over that. I, you know, I, and if you want to play a longevity game, you are high tech. AI enabled diagnostics, but also mm -hmm. uh, one of our trends was this immersive art for wellness and this multi-sensorial art displays. Like everyone in the States, anyone knew about that Mo Monet display and all the Instagram moments mm -hmm. and what have you. But the writer of this trend, Ari Peralta, a neuroscience, arbitrary neuroscientist, you know, it goes way deeper. So when we really employ AI and multisensorial approaches to wellness, that is going to really impact how spaces look from your hotel lobby to your 
spa destination to your gym, I think we'll see a huge evolution in that. And I think technology and AI in all areas, you know, one of our other trends, home is the highest tech health hub. That's really at its infancy. You know, wellness mm-hmm. real estate is one of the biggest growing markets. I mean, it's, it's a huge segment of the wellness industry. And we are going to see that the integration of AI and wearables and, you know, in home environments from the air, you know, humidity in the air to the, the, the lighting to the vibration in your home, but we're going to see all kinds of things, all kinds of interventions and wellness support coming from the influence of technology. Yeah. So fascinating that everything is all the coming together and that people are embracing wellness. So if you were to leave our listeners with one piece of advice about marketing and wellness, what would it be? I think I would have to go back with be authentic. This is going to be three pieces of advice. I would say know who you are and what is at the core of your unique proposition to the market. So know that. Deliver authentic services and tell your story with human first-person accounts of how your services impacted others. I love it. I love it. Heidi, thank you so much for being on our show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And have a great day. Looking forward to more insights from you. And yeah, again, thank you so much. Well, thanks. I enjoyed it. Take care. Thank you for listening to The 19 with Heidi Moon. To learn more about the Global Wellness Summit and their annual trends report, visit globalwellnesssummit.com. To learn more about Orange Label's strategy, data analytics, media, social, content, and design services, visit orangelabelmarketing.com. A special thank you goes out to our contributors, Creative Services Director, Kelsey Phillips, Copy and Content Strategist, Ashley Andreen, and Design and Sound Director, Micah Panzich. Be sure to subscribe to the 19 Marketing Podcast by Orange Label on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and leave us a review.